Hello, everyone. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand, 24/7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. We're broadcasting from the beautiful Meditation Museum and huge, huge vote of appreciation to our wonderful visiting yogi, Sister Sharda from Ahmedabad, Gujarat, India. Hope you can pronounce that. 24-7, we are on demand online at TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. You can even find us right here on Blog Talk Radio. We look forward to having a heart-to-heart conversation with our with a returning guest, Dr. Ivan Figueroa Otero, all the way from the beautiful Puerto Rico. Before we get Ivan on, let's wake up, everyone.
Hello, everyone. That was Wake Up, Everybody, by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And we are so woke, it's not even funny to really become aware of our own lives and the lives of others around us. It's so important. And now that we are in an age, an age of trying to find our own innate truth, our own innate compassion, to sift through areas that we don't really understand. And sometimes somebody says yes, but then we know. And we we understand that a lot in Indian language. I don't know if you've ever been to India and you watch how they shake the head like those dolls. So it's like, is that a yes or is that a no? And so we are being called to be more truthful, to move beyond the shadows of our own innate being. You know, it's just been a state that we've become very accustomed to, and we're trying to figure it out. And it's a global epidemic. It is a global epidemic. So let's start to think global rather than just America. I think America's waking up the world as well. We are seeing a lot of changes. Recently, we had um, passing of a vote for the health care bill, and the Affordable Care Act was passed. And I guess by the House, Republicans approved their plan to replace the Affordable Care Act um, on Thursday of last week. And so it was nice to see all the Republicans so happy. It's been such an uphill battle for them for quite a while since uh, President Trump has come into office. And it was just like one beaten down after another and one defeat after another and one narrative of chaos after another. So it was just interesting to just see all the smiling faces at the White House last week after the bill was passed in the House. And I guess, you know, there's just a feeling, oh, once it goes to Senate, it's a done deal. And so I'm just hoping that it will be um, in support of all Americans, all Americans, those with pending illnesses and those who might end up one day getting a call that, you know, they are sick and they will need a lot of support. I was remembering when I, um, I've had a life insurance policy since I was um, 19. I'd never wanted anything to happen. If anything happened to me, my, my mother especially would be taken care of. And I still have a life insurance policy because I want to look out for the ones that I love. But also, I want to leave a legacy, even if the role of Sister Jenna is no longer here on the stage playing out whatever that script is. And I think it was about um, five years ago that I had to renew it. And if I had some major illness, I would not have been renewed. And it makes me feel very concerned about that because, you know, what about the legacy of the years that I have financed and paid for the fact that I want my loved ones to be taken care of when I leave, that if I do come with something, I mean, can't you still support me and yet perhaps let's just change or do something where it will be of benefit to all. And I feel that's where we're we're trying to move towards an age where everyone is taken care of, and that's not always easy. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, independent, progressive, what have you. It's not easy to please everyone. It's an idealistic idea. However, how easy is it for us to really believe that we can help all? And I think that's why on the path of spirituality or self-reflection or if you're deeply religious, you know that at the end of the day, it's about your own inner empowerment. It's about your interior world of divinity and strength and clarity of character. 
strength of character as well. And we're looking at moving towards, you know, forgiving each other and forgiving the self. I remembered getting so frustrated at the point that I felt I hadn't made myself strong enough to make a change. And so as much as we want to see changes outside of ourselves, at the end of the day, the change is from an internal dimension. So you are now listening to Sister Jenna on the America Meditating Radio, and we're always glad that you could join us on the air because we're looking at a time where conversations that we have on the America Meditating Radio are thoughtful, respectful, looks at how we can create solutions, how can we move beyond challenging times or difficult situations, what methods have actually worked in the lives of others, and what can I do now with my own life to make it completely workable, manageable, of service to mankind. Let's take a few moments and go into our Zen. Here is letting go from off the grid into the heart meditation CD by yours truly. Take a deep breath. Om Shanti. the time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate but even while I walk and move around I can be in a meditative awareness which is awareness of the soul the original eternal imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness. It's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self. It's about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. And observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even 
the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself, How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. this time. Welcome back. That was letting go from off the grid into the heart. Meditation CD. The American Meditating is proud to welcome a very good friend, Dr. Ivan Figueroa Otero. He trained as an academic pediatric surgeon and dedicated his life to public service until retiring from surgery. But he then redirected his practice to integrative medicine, concentrating his efforts in Chinese style of medical acupuncture. He's currently engaged in, pra- in, private, in a private practice and continues in his role as an educator, trying to achieve full integration of Chinese acupuncture in the curriculum of medical schools and to incorporate spirituality and meditation. His goal is to help patients in their search for total balance to achieve physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. He's authored several books, one including Spirituality 101, which won three prestigious international book awards. And his newest book, which we're going to talk about, is Spirituality 103, The Forgiveness Code. Today today we welcome back our very dear friend, Dr. Ivan, all the way from Puerto Rico. Hola. <laughs> good morning. Hola. Good, Buen, good. Buenos dias, sister. Yes. Good morning. And Om Shanti. So nice to have you back on yes, the air, Dr. Ivan. I am so joyful to hear your kind voice. I am so grateful 
to have you be in your show, in such a prominent show. And I'm really just joyful to be with you. You always have are a joyful person, you and your mom. <laughs> she's probably around somewhere <laughs> around there, right? To say my regards to your mom, too. I certainly will. I know she's at um, an, a meeting this morning, but I want to get right into your new venture, the, your new book, The Forgiveness Code, which seems to be such a timely release. You know, you explore the the um the whole dimension of human brokenness and the sources of the inner conflict that takes place in our soul and I know what that feels like. I would love for those though who might be living in a state of internal conflict but really they're just not aware that it's even a conflict. They've thought of it as maybe the norm of being who or what their personality is supposed to be. Why are we so conflicted and broken today, Dr. Ivan? Well, you know, the conflict occurs by the mistake of wrong identification of whom we are and where we come from. And also, there is a lack of sensitivity and forgiveness for humans to learn by making mistakes. We have to remember, from all teachings, that free will was one of the most important characteristics that was given to by the supreme beings and the universe for us. The giving us the free will, some people don't understand that implies a great responsibility because we have to learn or accept the consequences of some such decisions. Uh, we are not perfect beings. We are beings who are looking for perfection, which you have taught us many times in your teachings, sister. And in this learning to look for perfection, we have to be patient with our mistakes and those of others who share this beautiful universe with us. And sometimes, for some reason, we don't accept being wrong, and which for me was very difficult as a pediatric surgeon to do that. (laughs) I share that. And uh, we don't accept that being wrong is part of normal experience. And that I say that most wisdom beings, the most wise beings are those who have made a lot of mistakes, sister. If you don't make mistakes, you don't <laughs> learn. So why do we trouble ourselves so much by being wrong, sister? That has been my main understanding or wisdom since I decided to work and look within me. As human beings, stop looking outside, which you have taught us many times in your teaching, sister, and start looking inside we then start to recognize the real being, where we come from, where, who are we, and where we come from. In my books, I talk about a mirror or a magical mirror which represents the mind and also represents the creator aspect, the supreme being. The supreme being always is a very polished, perfectly mirror that only reflects the way you are, full of love and light. Yet... As we develop our own little mirrors, we are made in the in the similar way as the great mirror, and then we are given the right to free will and choose to go wherever we want to. On this path of, which is really an inner search, we start learning the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then we start classifying this beautiful creation, which is nothing wrong with it, into good, bad, and ugly. And then we start seeing things in that mirror of ourselves which are tainted or distorted by the emotions that they create upon our our experience. So the emotions that we have, those things that really attach us to this good or bad and ugly, 
are distortions that are created in the image in the mirror, and then we see ourselves as distorted images of ourselves, which I call in my book, the shadow. So basically, when you look at it, these shadows were created by my own misinterpretations. So then the way out of this puzzle is to start understanding that the experience of seeing these shadows are a good experience. These shadows are what makes us strong. These shadows is what guide us back into the light. Like we people talk about karma or the law of cause and effect, and they see it like a negative thing. I don't see that. I see it's a law of great love of the Creator or the Supreme Being for us because it guides us back into equilibrium. Every time I look at my life and I look at all the mistakes I've made, I see how the universe and this Creator has balanced me and pushed me back into my normal path. But this experience I've re in the past I used to call suffering. Oh my God, this has been so difficult for me. And then in the past it was a very difficult, oh, suffering, this is a punishment. This is something bad for me. What have I done? And then now as I look back, as I grow and forgive myself, I see these actions of the universe as lessons of love system. And these lessons of love are really joyful because with them I have become a different being. And then I start seeing myself in the mirror because forgiveness becomes the Windex that wipes off the distortions of our mirror. Forgiveness is the Windex that cleans up the distortions of our mirror. Basically, wow. that's what I'm sharing with my readers. It's a beautiful path. It's a war. It's a conflict. It's a conflict of learning and peaceful and also of forgiveness. And it starts inside my own being. And then by reflection upon, I start seeing it in the outer world. Then my mm. shadows start fighting the shadows of other beings. Mm-hmm. And then it's, we and, are... And, and, yes, and what's yes, interesting yes, is that, you know, we speak easily about the power in forgiveness. And we know that scripture, every saint, every sage, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, our ancestors, they've taught us to let things go, to let it go, to forgive, to keep giving forward. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck there. So for those of us who are listening on the air, you're you're having, we're, I'm having a wonderful conversation with Dr. Ivan Figueroa Otero from Puerto Rico, and he's just done a new book called Spirituality 103, The Forgiveness Code, Finding the Light in Our Shadows. And he just shared about the importance of understanding that the journey starts within. And what I'd love for you to do, Dr. Ivan, is to share with maybe just one or two points for those of us who are struggling with forgiveness. I can say that I sort of let things, but I can still feel there's a trace. I don't want that trace in me unless it is supposed to be there to keep me going. I don't know. But give us one or two steps whereby we can embrace the journey towards forgiveness. I think the way we learn is by feeling in our own soul the experience of suffering because it creates empathy and understanding of the suffering of others. When we live a very good life, a simple life, when you're not having problems, uh-oh, those beings really do not progress. When you, For example, these young people who are raised by millionaires or billionaires and they do not understand the worth of money and the difficulty it was for the parents to understand to understand and obtain that, usually do not become very happy beings. They don't understand the meaning of that money that his parents or their parents want. So many of them become 
very difficult beings. They don't understand other people. They don't have empathy. They don't understand how life works and interconnects. My actions rebound on the feeling of other beings because we are one single unitary universe and we're all one big family. We are a family, but then we are a family as a spiritual experience, but when we become the physical experience, we come and explore this beautiful universe, we separate from that physical, from that spiritual experience, then we forget that once we were united in spirit and then we become independent. And then the ego, that terrible being that gets us in, that little nasty little being that gets us into trouble, guides us into conflicts which are made by our own mind. So basically, I understand that the suffering experience, the feeling, the same thing that happens to another being, and understanding that makes us compassionate. So compassion is arises from the experience of feeling or suffering the same experience in others. An ex-alcoholic will understand perfectly an alcoholic. An ex-drug addict will understand a, a drug addict. An abuser, a, a woman abuser, who has re, went, went through the experience of seeing one of his daughters be abused by another abuser, will probably learn the experience that he didn't understand then. So the universe is so smart, it will give us the right path to understand what others feel about our actions. In many of the books, in the Bible, the Buddha, the teachings of your own uh, uh, religion or your own concept, it's all given there. It's all given. It's called compassion. But it's not pity. Pity looks down upon people like, it would never happen to me. It would never happen to me. I'll, I'll tell you an experience. As a physician, a young pediatric surgeon, I was really good at it. I was able to help people physically improve themselves, but I didn't have the empathy for what mothers were going through and parents and the kids were going through at the time they were sick. They were just a sick person that I had to heal, but there was no connection from my heart sister. And you know what happened to me? When one of my daughters developed an infantile meningitis and I had to go through that experience of near death or complication with such a fatal meningitis, I then understood what sickness was in a loved being. That is an example how I learned to be empathic. From then on, every day I became more sensitive to my patient's needs. And then the life gave me so many love lessons to really make me empathic with other people because I got sick. I had everything in my body. I began death from one ear. From then on, I suffered so many things. I had surgery in my hands. My, my hands became immobilized because I had a severe bilateral carpal tunnel when I just finished my program in residency. So then I spent mm -hmm. six months rehabilitating without operating a patient. Now, that made me a lesson. Everything I've been through in my life has been a love lesson system. So I would tell people, do not take pity upon yourself. You know, one of my phrases from my magical mirror, which will be my next book, says, we have to remember that for the best student, the supreme or God has the most difficult test. Repeat, for the best students, the supreme being has the most difficult test. So then you're not a victim. You're a special person. You have an opportunity because you can have the capacity to do it. 
So basically, you develop your self-esteem by going into difficult experiences. And that's the way I look at life now. I see mm. no punishment. I see nothing that hinders my development. I see options of hope and love. And then every time I meet one of my patients that walks into my office and asks for my help, I learn from their own experiences. My books are based on the experience I've developed in my own practice. And also, I write from my heart. And where that comes from, sister, I do not mm-hmm. know. It comes mm-hmm. from a third, certain place in the universe where wisdom resides. But that heart is a heart of the universe and our mind. So I write from my heart. I share mm-hmm. things of wisdom that come from that special, sacred place, but not from my own mind. Because my own mind has the same limitations that, that everybody else's mind has. Right, I am not right. a special being. I'm not a uh-huh. special being. I'm just a being that is aware and opening up to share with others what this living experience. So the subtitle that you came up with in the book, Finding Light in Our Shadows, would you say that it was um, similar to when you weren't feeling you know, really what your patients were going through? Or would you say that the shadows are misunderstandings of our journey or experiences of our past that gave us sorrow? Because I call the shadows algae, anger, lust, grief, attachment. These shadows are the fake creations of our mind, of our fears and emotions. They arise out of emotions. Wrongly interpreted emotions create shadows. Fear, anger, people can hurt me. Attachment to the physical experience is a shadow, as you know, sister. That's basic teaching in your own philosophy. We get attached to anything, and we don't want to allow the universe to flow and change. It's a shadow. We have to live with the experience. A person who thinks he's not going to age is attaching to something which is not real. We all age. We are going to go through the phase And those who believe that we incarnate or reincarnate are going to go to a different experience. Those who don't will go to a different experience, heaven, whatever it is. But we can't get attached to the physical experience because that is not letting us know who we are. We come. We're light travelers. We are explorers of love in this universe in which God gives us the right to share his love with all the components of the universe. We are so important as beings that without us, love could not spread. There's a little uh, saying from my magical mirror says, God created us to, to make an epidemic of love in the universe. And now you have to ask yourself, whom have you contaminated today or in fact every day? You've got to spread the epidemic of love in the universe. And that's what we're here for. That's what you're right. here for. I know that. <laughs> I think we all are, but some of us just uh, are, are getting ourselves ready. That's so beautiful. We're here to spread an epidemic of love. And, you know, I was sharing in a radio interview with Michael Beckwith from Agape yesterday that, you know, we are living through this epidemic where we're being either forced to wake up 
or we're living in an epidemic to keep ourselves asleep and yes. ignorant. And yes. I love the word epidemic of love. I think that that is perhaps a healthy kind of epidemic that I think the world can deal with right now. So yeah. I want to ask a very personal question. While you were writing this book, was there something within you that kind of woke up even more as pen was hitting the paper? Everything as I write, I am. I write uh, in in a meditation state. I and I can write anywhere. I, most of my books have been written between patients in my office. My last mm-hmm. book, this book, I wrote in three weeks. My editor cannot believe it. I wrote in three weeks. The the one before was written in two weeks. And the one before, the one I was writing in one weekend. So oh. I just go into a flow of energy and I start writing. And I can't really feel that I understand what I'm doing at that time. I just do it. Then I sit down, and then I use my mind to, like, make everything fit together. Later, I sit down and edit that. But that's what I do. But in the beginning, I just put it down on paper. I like to write in computers. I'm a very slow writer by hand, mm-hmm. which I would love to, but I would take too much time. And nobody understands, not even myself, what I write after I finish. <laughs> so I decided to write in the computer. Thank God for computers. So I write in that manner very fast. But as I write, a, the forgiveness code, when you forgive, you open up dimensional connections between the planes of creation. So every time you forgive something, you do this by decoding part of your DNA. That is in my book. Our DNA has the whole history of the universe, both the biologic, physical, three-dimensional universe, and has the history of the spiritual universe. It's all there. So when we do this forgiveness, we connect to different areas and reconnect with those codes that are within us. These codes liberate ourselves and take us to a different level. So every time we forgive, we start to remember our own beautiful light. It's a beautiful experience. So forgiveness mm-hmm. is the code to finding again the light, the way home. So in my my last chapter says, finally, the warrior of the shadows and the warrior of the light meet together in a beautiful embrace like the dance of Sheba I put down. And then they wow. feel the rhythm of the yin and yang on the universe. And they see the right path that everything there is but an illusion of love in different faces. And then when you realize that, you are in connection with the Supreme. And then you realize there was nothing wrong that happened in your experience. Everything was right from the beginning. I learned that from my teacher in Buddhism called the Great Path of Perfection. And he told me, one day, Ivan, you're going to feel it and see it. And then you know that it was always there with you. That you know it. Oh, my God. I've been looking around studying this, doing that, meditating, doing exercise, but it was always with you. Simple. It is there. And then you are. I am. I am the I am, like the Bible says. And then you become, but you didn't do anything about it. It just was there all the time. Isn't that beautiful? It is gorgeous. It is gorgeous, and it's so true because... We talk a lot about the light, which you know, and the light is actually of qualities. And I think that when we can identify that 
the qualities that we've been seeking in our religion, in our prayer with God, for God, whatever our interpretation of God is, it was actually a call to re-emerge, to remember, as you were using throughout our conversation, to remember that these are your innate qualities. And when they are fully embodied and fully emerged, then we are actually living a God-given life. And we're living a life that is free of forgiveness with no more shadows. This is beautiful. That's right. That's right. 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 So I think that, you know, just from our conversation alone, we could sense that anyone who reads this book will will take away strength, courage, and clarity to sort of put the pieces back together. And perhaps when you reached your last chapter, did you feel like there was a particular piece in your own story that got healed? I healed. I'm always healing every millisecond Mm -hmm. of my life. I still have to forgive a lot of things from my past. I'm working mm-hmm. with my forgiveness. You have to do it all the time because you can't leave anything behind undone. So you have to be brave. My teacher used to say, you know, the thing you have to do to live life is be brave. I said, what does he mean by that? I would ask myself. And now I know because you have to be brave to face the shadows you created, sister. Right. And these shadows right. have to be healed, and then you have to be brave. Look at this phrase from my book. When you meet the shadows of other warriors, you have to remember, do not return the shadows of the warrior of the shadows with your shadows. Return them with your light for he to see his own light. Mm. So basically, wow. we never return with the shadows. They just multiply anger. You multiply uh, fear. So you turn with your light and you reflect that, and then he will remember his light. And we're all here, we're all here in the school of life to help each other. Sometimes we're students and sometimes we're teachers. And we have to remember that we are always students, not mm-hmm. we are not great teachers. Very it's true. very important. Very true. You have to very remember true. we are always students. Mm-hmm. That keeps the ego mm-hmm. down to a minimum. It doesn't disappear, but it keeps you on your toes, and I have to work with that a lot to keep my ego down. <laughs> well, maybe it changes from, like, ego to self-worth and self-respect because That's right. I think we've That's witnessed right. so many individuals that walk with their self-worth, and they're not trying to get attention from anyone outside of them to acknowledge how important they are. They That's walk right. with that own importance, and that vibration tends to breathe hope in the lives of others. Yes, that gives me hope. Yeah, that gives me hope, me sister, too. that me I too. can get there someday. Me too, and I hope we will. Can I For mention just us? one little thing? Uh, my book uh, will be released after the 21st of May. I will be uh-huh. presenting it for the first time in a book presentation in Puerto Rico for the first time. Beautiful. And then I'm offering a two-week window for a 99-cent download of the ebook. Now, that's an opportunity. Two-week window from the 21st, and for two weeks, you'll be able to go to Amazon and download that. I will, if those people who want to be notified, you know, when the and where the link is, they can contact my page or call my office number. If they want, I can give you my office number, 787-728-6032, 787-728-6032. There you can put down your email information, and we will notify you immediately that the link is open to download the book. That's a good opportunity to have or gift it if you don't want to read it as an ebook, but it's a nice way to get to start the the flow of the energy. 
I have uh, I've gotten very good reviews both from people who know me and from people who do not know me. They shared with me that it's been a very spiritual experience to read my book. One reviewer put down at the end, this has been the best gift I've gotten in my life. That's what when wow. he read the book. That's a good that. review. That's a good review. That is a very good review. Look, we're going to wish you all the very best and continued success. And if you're ever planning to pass by Washington, D.C., please come and do a book signing at the Meditation Museum. We'd love oh, to host, host you. Of course. We will plan that, sister. We will do that. We're going to be helping each other for eons, sister, for eons. (laughs) I suspect that, too. Many good wishes. Take good care. Thank you, beautiful sister. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. So many jewels from Dr. Ivan today, folks, wouldn't you say? I mean, come on. You can't use a shadow to try to overcome a shadow inside of you. You're just going to keep growing on it, and it's not what we're here for. And so for more information on Dr. Ivan's book, go to I-V-A-N-F-I-G-U-E. E-R-O-R-O-M-D dot com forward slash E-N forward slash if you'd like it in English. Remember, no one can take away your happiness, my dears, uh, only if you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same, so let us try to amplify that strength and quality. We're celebrating our 20th year in the nation's capital at the MGM Grand Ballroom on Sunday, July 2nd at 3.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Please go to Meditation Museum and click on the events page and uh, reserve your tickets as soon as possible. Your donations to America Meditating Radio Show helps us to continue to bring on some of the best voices, all of your funding goes to some of our philanthropic charities we believe so wholeheartedly in. And so look forward to um, you also sending us a wonderful contribution to keep us going. Now, let us end with Paul Lefnegger, who was in Vietnam just recently doing some work with the Starkey Foundation and helping children and many families in Vietnam to heal with love through his music. Here's Paul. Take care of everyone. And thank you for joining us today. They say that every star has a voice That the waves of love begin from within That every child is a gift from heaven's gates And all that is and all that will ever be And all that will ever be The power of love comes from within And the suns come out and shine new life It's the dawn of a new world today And peace is the only weapon That will bring freedom In our new world, there'll be no more war. For in our new world, there's only joy. It's the dawn of a new world today.
peace, feel the love, be the light. 